I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Along to them uh, that I'm so sorry for your loss. And thank you for that. You know, we've all, we all know how attached we get to our pets, but they spend eight to nine hours a day with them. So we, you know, we kind of get to spend those evening hours with our pets and you know how attached you get, but this is their life's work for our keepers. It's their calling. It's their mission. They're training these animals. The bond really can't be described. So I do appreciate your support with that. She started showing symptoms of not feeling well Sunday afternoon. She was just kind of laying in an unusual position and didn't look comfortable she'd kind of grunt so that's when our veterinary team was put on on high alert and everybody was kind of checking in and by monday morning she just still wasn't doing well and she kind of got a little bit drooly still looked like she was uncomfortable and then by monday just after lunchtime she just kind of lied down and they that was it they couldn't get her back up and they couldn't revive her so it went so fast it was less than 24 hours from being perfectly fine to being gone. So everybody's jaw is still very much on the floor. They're still very much in a state of shock. And we did we did do a necropsy. Anytime an animal dies, sure. we do an animal autopsy. And it did show that her intestines were abnormal. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily answer why it was such a quick decline. So they'll do all sorts of um, tissue samples and cultures and biopsies to hope, hopefully get more information. Let me ask a, a seemingly morbid question, but... Uh something about which i was curious this morning what happens to the what happens to the body of an animal of this size uh, i'm glad you asked that because we get asked that all the time so the first thing we do when an animal passes is we do the necropsy and then we go in and we take any body parts that could help educate or help researchers or anything that could help so sometimes they might send a foot to a different zoo it can be turned into a biofact we have sent a biofact um, what's a biofact oh a biofact is like when you come to the zoo and you get to touch a pelt or you get to see what an elephant skin feels like or those kinds of things those hands-on things that help kids really engage with with wildlife so it can be turned into we call them biofacts sometimes we send them off for research we've we've helped gorilla research we've helped breast cancer research we've so we do everything we can like that and then the rest of it's incinerated Mm. what's the what's the feeling around the zoo today oh it's so somber it's so sad obviously not just the animal care team but and the veterinary team but when you work at the zoo Every staff, every member of the staff in all the departments have interactions with these animals. We walk by, we take pictures, we try to get them direct. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.